Recent studies, according to Marriage.com, show that 70% of couples are now breaking up within the first year, and communication has something to do with it. As if dating wasn't already hard enough. Welcome to Dirty Datini. I'm your host, Christina Kane. This is the unfiltered podcast that takes you through the dirty truth of dating, modern romance, relationships, and most importantly, self-discovery. Remember, love isn't always neat, and sometimes life is on the rocks, but it's sure worth the mess. Many new relationships are doomed from the start because past experiences and patterns spill over into the next. If this occurs, all of the baggage of that previous relationship and all of the deal breakers you discovered while dating your ex come flooding right into your mind when meeting someone new. While it may seem helpful at first, carrying your past into a new relationship often wreaks havoc on the new one because you're no longer seeing this person for who they are on their own. With all of this in consideration, and that being said, let's dive into why failure to communicate effectively in the start of a relationship should be a deal breaker. Communication is a crucial primary source in relationships, and if you are unable to communicate with your partner, you are unable to connect. Communication can help reduce conflict or resolve it more quickly. If something is bothering your partner, but you don't know what it is, your chances of being able to resolve it are slim to none if there's a lack of communication. Plus, the longer they sit in their upset feelings without telling you them or without them getting resolved, the more likely resentment is to build. By having open communication in a relationship, it can help you to understand your partner better and not misinterpret behaviors so in the long run, you're able to gain a better understanding of who your partner is, what their wants and needs are, and how to best communicate and meet goals together. The more you have open, honest communication successfully, the more trust you'll build with one another. When communication lacks, trust lacks. And when communication is strengthened, trust is strengthened. When trust is strengthened, intimacy is also strengthened because a feeling of security has been established in that relationship. If you are dating someone and they struggle to communicate properly with you, how are you going to get to know one another? If that individual lacks communication in the early stages, the longevity of which you date is not going to improve their communication skills or the priority you hold in their life. This will lead you to disappointment because as your emotional investment increases over time, their communication efforts and priorities have remained the same. Communication is the bridge that connects two people emotionally, intellectually, and spiritually. It's how we express our thoughts, feelings, and desires. And it's also how we understand and connect with our partners on a deeper level. We are constantly communicating whether we realize it or not. Words aside, We communicate through nonverbals, facial expressions, body language, tone of voice, and behavior. People who don't learn effective communication will face many issues in intimacy, conflict, and relationship growth. There are five common communication styles. Each of these styles is characterized by a particular type of behavior, language, and nonverbal communication. And while these may change depending on the situation, Individuals are likely to have their own default style. These are the five communication styles. Assertive, being assertive, 
demonstrates high self-esteem and as a communication style is both balanced and effective. Assertive communicators are confident and are able to balance the need to achieve and the need to respect the view of others. Their style is neither aggressive nor passive, enabling them to have the confidence to communicate without resorting to games or manipulation. Aggressive. Not surprisingly, this style is about winning and often winning at someone else's expense. Aggressive communicators behave as if their needs are the most important and their rights and opinions are more important than everyone else's. They are also unlikely to deliver their message effectively as people will be reacting to the way it has been delivered rather than concentrating on the message they're receiving itself. Passive-aggressive. This is a style in which people appear passive on the surface but are actually acting out their anger in indirect or covert ways. Individuals exhibiting this style of communication are often resentful and motivated to undermine the contributions made by others, even if this ends up negatively affecting their own situation. Submissive. Individuals exhibiting submissive behaviors focus on pleasing other people and avoiding conflict. Submissive communicators will treat the needs and rights of others as more important than their own and seek to play a minimal part during meetings or discussions or conversations. Manipulative. Manipulative communicators exhibit shrewd and calculating behavior to achieve the outcome they need. They are likely to have strong influencing skills or indirect power, which enables them to control others to their own advantage. Their spoken words hide an underlying message of which the other person may be totally unaware of. A lot of people not only struggle to communicate regardless of their style of communication and ghost in modern dating because they cannot communicate their thoughts and feelings effectively. And just a reminder, this has nothing to do with you, but everything to do with them. No one on earth is a mind reader, and being vocal about your needs, wants, desires, and feelings is primal. Many deal breakers arise because one or both parties are not being vocal about what they feel. And of course, pick and choose your own battles, but do not avoid addressing important matters, as avoiding conversations only lead to the explosion of what could have been in that relationship. As important as communication is, I'm going to cover why lack of communication is a deal breaker. Imagine a relationship where words are left unsaid, where important feelings and concerns are just buried beneath the surface. In silence, there's no relationship. When partners don't communicate, assumptions fill the void, leading to misunderstandings and resentment. And you know what they say, curiosity killed the cat. If your need for communication has been expressed, perhaps even repeatedly, and they are not making an effort to improve transparent forthcoming communication, then that is a deal breaker. If they can't communicate in the start when things are lighter, what makes you think they will be able to communicate effectively once the relationship has gotten heavier when higher emotional connection and investment is involved? So pay close attention to the first couple of days that turn into weeks and possibly months of a relationship because people reveal more about themselves than you realize. What they give in the start of the relationship is the foundation and telltale signs of who they will be and the longevity of that relationship. It is important to be on the same page going into a relationship of what your thoughts and feelings are on emotions. Otherwise, there may be a mismatch where one partner believes feelings are helpful to discuss and feel, while the other partner believes the opposite. When mismatched, it is extremely 
extremely challenging to communicate. Getting to know someone's thoughts on emotions and their viewpoint on expressing them can greatly determine whether there is longevity in that relationship for you. Poor communication has consequences. I don't make the rules, it just does. It can diminish trust, build walls, and even lead to the unraveling of a once healthy and successful relationship. Lack of communication can cause more frequent arguments because something that could have been a simple conversation turned into a whole ordeal just because one or both partners withheld. It can cause escalated conflict, a negative perspective on your partner, feeling unseen, loneliness, and lack of intimacy. It is not uncommon for couples to ignore problems. It happens all the time, hoping they'll go away on their own, but they don't. And in reality, these issues tend to fester and grow and turn into something greater than what it originally was. Here are some signs that your relationship is being negatively affected by communication problems. Assuming that you know what your partner thinks or feels. You don't. Like I said, we're not mind readers. Constantly criticizing one another. Engaging in passive-aggressive behaviors. Feeling like you can't really talk to your partner. Getting defensive when your partner tries to talk to you. Giving each other the silent treatment. Having the same arguments over and over without reaching a resolution. Refusing to compromise or listen to the other person's perspective. And stonewalling in order to avoid problems or conversations. So those are just a few signs that you can recognize if your relationship is being affected by poor communication. But it's also important to learn to recognize some of the more subtle signs of poor communication. This can include avoiding arguments for the sake of keeping peace in a relationship. If you never disagree, it means that one of you is hiding what you really feel or think just to avoid a fight or confrontation. This type of behavior deprives you both of experiencing authentic, open, and honest discussions. Withholding issues can be another common communication problem in relationships. Instead of having tough conversations with your partner, you might avoid the issue and then end up dumping all of your anger, irritation, worries, or problems on the other people in your life. For example, when you don't tell your partner you are upset, you might end up ranting to your friend, family member, the local barista about all of your frustrations. While this might provide you with an emotional outlet, it doesn't do anything to resolve the problem with your partner, the person you have it with at the end of the day. And it might result in passive aggressive actions designed to punish your partner for not being able to read your mind. So communication is obviously extremely important in a relationship. Without communication, I believe there is no relationship. It is such a fundamental skill to have in any of your relationships, whether they're friendships, family members, or romantic interest. So how can you ensure you're communicating effectively? Well, in psychotherapy, there are eight unhealthy communication patterns. As I covered a little bit earlier, the five communication styles, these are the eight unhealthy communication patterns. Passive aggressive, when there is no communication, one partner keeps quiet about their feelings in a passive manner. This does nothing for your relationship. 
if you have one person kind of dictating and dominating the relationship and you feel a certain way, but you're not vocal about your feelings, then you're just going to end up being taken advantage of in that relationship and ultimately be unfulfilled because your partner is not being the person you need them to be, but how can they be the person you need them to be if you're not communicating? A closed mouth does not get fed, honey. Screaming. Having a level-headed eye-to-eye conversation is already challenging enough, so screaming never resolves any type of conflict. If you're screaming, the context of that conversation is usually just the volume. Your partner is not even able to process what you need or want because you're screaming. And then they may start screaming. And then maybe you scream louder. And then they scream it louder. So then it just turns into a whole fiasco. Screaming never resolves any type of conversation. And quite frankly, it should only be left for the bedroom. Being dramatic. If you're overly dramatic and being a drama queen in a conversation, the actual context of the conversation is not addressed or resolved. And all that remains is drama chronic crying we all know that people have put on the chronic crying the tears so they can have a benefit in a conversation but that's just also manipulation so when you're chronically crying in a conversation sometimes with the intent to do so you're just guilt tripping and playing victim and that's a dead end street Because that's not even you being true to you and who you are in that conversation. That's you manipulating the conversation, probably in order to get what you want. Withholding until exploding. I'm very familiar with this one. I myself do not do that. But I have had people do that to me. And you may think you're doing yourself a service or a favor by holding back any issues that you have with your partner in the relationship no matter if they're small or big issues. But in the long run, it causes more issues. Because if you're constantly just brushing issues underneath the rug, no matter the capacity of the issues, there's only going to be a matter of time until you explode. And then instead of addressing one issue face on that you have with your partner, which should have been addressed when you felt it, you're now exploding about so many things and you probably don't even know the things that are affecting you so greatly because there's been a whole collection of them swept underneath the rug that are now coming out now. Shunning. Shutting down or distancing from issues will just cause more separation verbally, emotionally, and physically. I know it may be hard to be forthcoming with your communication and any issues you may have because you just want to keep the peace. And I know a lot of people due to their childhood and their upbringing and the environment they were in when they were younger, they felt like they were not heard and could not speak up. But I'm telling you that you can speak up and that you will be heard and do not let past traumas prevent you from vocalizing your needs and anxiety. A lot of people have anxiety when it comes to communication, but figure out coping mechanisms to work with your anxiety because when an anxiety attack strikes, 
the focus is no longer the conversation. It's more so how can I calm you down? So if you struggle with anxiety when it comes to communicating, look into how to cope with that anxiety and also understand your communication style so you know yourself better and know how to communicate in a way that works for you that doesn't cause anxiety to onset. It is so important to understand your partner's love language as how you give and receive love may not be the same as your partner. And understanding one another's love languages can bring more clarity into the relationship and also getting to understand each other's communication styles, what their preferred communication medium is. But just as important as communication is, active listening is just as important. And you may want to speak and be heard, but it is also important to listen to those who are speaking. So I'm going to share a few tips on how you can benefit the most from your conversations. First, active listening. It's not just about hearing words. It's about truly understanding your partner's perspective. Set aside a time to discuss these matters with dedication and focus. Avoid accusatory language. Don't point fingers or name. Instead of using you, such as you make me mad, say what makes you mad and lead with that. When you do, being assertive demonstrates high self-esteem and as a communication style is both balanced and effective. Assertive communicators are confident and are able to balance the need to achieve and the need to respect the view of others. Second, respond with empathy. Show that you understand and care about your partner's feelings. Apart from that, have regular check-ins. Make time to discuss your relationship and not only discuss the relationship when problems arise. Tackle moments as a team instead of two separate individuals with their own agenda. I also recommend that you practice communication. Practice with strangers, with your family, with your friends, with your partner. You only get better at something by doing it. And lastly, seek therapy if you need it. A lot of us have deep-rooted issues stemming from our childhood and our upbringings, and maybe some of these tragedies we can't even recall, but it lives deep in our subconscious, and the only way to overcome it is to work through it. I also suggest when you talk to your partner, try to set aside time to talk without interruption from other people or distractions like phones, computers, or the television, and think about what you want to say and be clear about what your intention is when you communicate that. Make your message extremely clear so that your partner hears it accurately and understands what you mean. Pick your battles in a relationship. Don't sweep things underneath the rug, ignoring things that truly bother you. If you're talking to your friends or your family members about issues or perhaps even a therapist, if you're able to express these issues with other people and not your partner, it's time you talk to your partner and have this conversation with your partner. Avoid making assumptions because most of the time you're wrong and it just adds additional tension and stress to the relationship. When discussing matters in your relationship, use I statements such as I need, I want, and I feel. And accept responsibility for your own feelings. And as much as it is important to listen to your needs and express them verbally to your partner, you also need to listen to your partner. Put away your own thoughts for the time being and try to understand their intentions, feelings, needs, and wants. Have empathy for your partner in this situation. 
Share positive feelings with your partner, such as what you do appreciate and admire about them and how important they are to you. Because when you are discussing conflict in a relationship, a lot of the time it's just the negative, the ugly, and the bad. But it is just as important to admire and appreciate the things that they do do right in a relationship. And lastly, remember that you don't have to be right all the time. Expressing and communicating with your partner is not about being right. It's about being heard and understood and finding a resolution together on how you can move forward in your relationship effectively and stronger than you previously were. If the issues you are having are not that important and don't wreak havoc on the relationship, then I would say try to let the issue go or agree to disagree. It's okay to not be right all the time. If you are in a relationship, you need to have communication because it provides you with an ample opportunity to learn more about your partner and how to overcome challenges together. It also helps your relationship to become stronger. And if your communication is there in the relationship, then it provides both of you the opportunity to be committed to making it work. Relationships and communication go side by side because communication strength determines how strong the relationship's foundation will be. The importance of communication in relationships cannot be overstated because this is one of the critical factors that keep the relationship nurtured in the long run. With all of that being said, I covered the importance of communication, communication styles, why it is a deal breaker, and how to strengthen your communication. Explore what open and honest communication means to you and your partner. You most likely will get different answers, but then you have an understanding of how to strengthen your relationship and how to be aligned in your communication for the long run. On top of all the things I spoke on today, I also recommend Amy Scott's TED Talk, Build, Don't Break Relationships with Communication. It is linked in the description below. So I highly recommend you go listen to that. If you have not listened to it, if you want to listen to it with your partner, that probably would be extremely beneficial to the both of you. In conclusion of today's episode, work to understand your communication styles, work to understand your communication patterns, any past childhood trauma you have that may prevent you from communicating effectively. The only way it's going to get better is by understanding yourself better, working through those issues, and working to improve your communication. And how do you do that? By doing it. Communication has many different levels to it. And the better you get at communicating and strengthening those skill sets, the better the longevity of all of your relationships will be. So get out there and get to talking. Before we get back to reality, if you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, you're iconic. But before we part ways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, don't be shy and leave a review. Thirsty for more? 
Follow Dirty Daytini on Instagram and TikTok at Dirty Daytini. Oh, and just remember, we're on this journey together. Until next time, stay dirty and stay flirty.